0: We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. We're slowly learning that fact, and we're very, very pissed off. Oh, that's right. We're back again. Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got the uh, underground UGTV radio in the mix, and, um, and, we're, and we have gotten it together. And hey, guess what? Uh, you're not hearing laundry in the background, and uh, the reason for that is uh, wife Miriam is on vacation, and um, I'm not super self-conscious about doing the podcast Uh, Because, you know, normally when she's here, I feel weird about doing it, and then she has to, like, sort of tiptoe around, and that's no fun. And uh, lately, I have had my butt kicked uh, to be more motivated, and so uh, I'll get into more of that later. Um, So, uh, last we left our hero, uh, me... Um, I uh, said uh, that it kind of bummed me out when I saw my friend Richard do a show, and um, he just—it uh, just, it, it just wasn't—he just wasn't any farther along than he was 20 years ago. And I kept screaming at him like, "Hey, man, you got to do this song, Kathy. It's such a great song. It's your best song. You got to do it." Um, and he. He didn't know it. He didn't remember it. Um, it, you know, it was just, it was just, lost. And so, he was like, "Hey, do you do you think you might have a recording of that?" So what you're listening to right now is the recording of that. I found it, and that's the good thing that came out of that experience was. I, I went back to the archives, I pulled out the old reel-to-reel, the old uh, quarter-inch tape, and uh, found this. And uh, it's my favorite song he ever does, and it's so weird, you know, getting back to sort of what I was talking about stand-up comedians in the last episode. It's just like, it's so weird how there's all of these things that it requires, I don't know, a reminder of some kind for people to say hey remember this thing you used to do it was really great why don't you do that anymore and and you know sometimes it's a thorns like i you know the guy who does the theme song uh, bright brown uh, i've said to him many times like oh you should do this you should do that and he's like well then you know i'm just that's not where my head's at anymore which is so stupid because of course the song sounds exactly the same to me but whatever uh, but anyway, so so I found it, and uh, I'm super excited, and I'm going through all the old tapes now. I have a lot of old tapes from Richard, so uh, that'll be fun to unearth those. I really like having the music because it gives me a chance to like pause, and I don't have to cut up the podcast as much as I used to because the music just sort of like hey if I'm not talking it's sort of like hey I can enjoy the music oh by the way um yeah be prepared to hear a lot of the same music again that you heard like I don't know 10 episodes ago or whatever because I can't remember the music that I put on that last episode I can't even remember which episode it was that I put that music on so And and it's so crazy because not only will you probably hear the same songs, you will probably hear me say the exact same things about these songs. I mean, these same songs as I did last time. I don't have no new insight, nothing new, but darn it, all they're good songs. You should listen to it. So, um, I, talking about my motivation, um, I was, I, I uh, subscribed to many channels on YouTube. Uh, and one of them is, uh, run by this woman, uh, Jenna Marbles. And Jenna Marbles, uh, if you have not seen her videos, she's a hot chick. Um, she's pretty funny. I mean, uh, way, way funnier than you would ever expect, you know, uh, a hot chick to be. But, um, she, she cranks out these videos Every week, every Wednesday, she puts out a new video, and I was watching one of them, and I had this crazy realization, like, maybe I'm funnier than her, usually, maybe, but... She's more consistently great than I am. Like, I do this podcast, like, what, once a month? I don't care whether the fact, you know. I, so what, I have a full-time job. It shouldn't matter. Like, I, if I am to be as great as she is, I'm, I need to be as consistent as she is. Because, you know, the thing I've always said is, it's like, oh, yeah, I could do photo retouching. Sure, I could photo retouch the shit out of that, but it's going to take me... A hundred million years, whereas the professionals do it in an afternoon. Funny pictures that you take, dinner out instead so I'm recommitting. I'm trying to be more awesome. Speaking of which, um, I I uh, got to work from home the other day, and uh, coincidentally enough, uh, Pamplemousse, Pamplemousse uh, was doing uh, it, the Pamplemousse is who you're hearing uh, right now in the background. So um, Moose was doing a live show, quote-unquote live show, uh, via this website called Stage It. Now, Stage It is a little peculiar uh, because really they – it's, you know, it's a website, right? So you're not seeing it live. You're, and, and they have a limited number – a quote-unquote limited number of tickets – Uh, to sort of, you know, artificially enhance the demand. uh, And it's, you know, it's not recorded. You can't watch it later. You have to watch it live, which is weird because, of course, that's the sort of polar opposite vision of everything that we've seen on the Internet is, you know, uh, watching it. You know, everything on the Internet is just like, oh, it'll be there. You know, somebody sends you a link. I'll, I'll go and look at it. Um, So, I was watching this show that they were doing, and getting back to what I said in the first podcast, the episode of of this podcast, the first episode, boy howdy. People just have to be heard, and it's crazy, because... um, well, look, I hate, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm any different, right? Like, uh, I have all these friends who are like, ugh, Facebook. Why would I ever go on Facebook? Eh, eh. You know, and I, as soon as they're done with their little, like, uh, hipster wine fest about why Facebook sucks, I just look at them. I look at them right in their purty mouth, and I'm like, yeah. I love Facebook. I'd fuck Facebook in the mouth if I could. Because honestly, like when they designed Facebook, you know, other than the fact that I'm not a single dude, I am exactly the person Facebook was made for. Attention whore. I mean, shit, man. I do this podcast. I yell in the microphone. Literally one person listens to this. Maybe one and a half, even though I don't even think the numbers are quite that high. I haven't gotten the. Uh, I haven't. Ru- I haven't run the figures recently. You are so lucky. You came this close to me doing my shitty Woody Allen impression again. This close. So. Uh, so anyway. So. So anyway. Uh, I am totally the person who loves attention. I mean, my the greatest thrill ever is when I post something and I get a thousand responses. Holy crap. Um, I, oh, the other weird thing I love, too, is, I, mean, I don't love this. Um, I find it interesting, like, all the people who lurk in Facebook, but don't actually, like, post anything. They don't, like, comment on anything that you do. They don't like anything. And then you see them on the street and they're like, oh, hey, did you do that thing? And you're like, well, uh, yeah, but how... How did you, I didn't, you, okay, all right, yeah, you're checking in, all right, sweet, okay, that's great. But anyway, so my point being is, um, I, oh, hey, anyway, this is Joe Jackson in the background right now doing um, an old blues tune, Oh Well, and this was one of those songs that I heard it, and I was instantly like, I gotta get that. So it's off the album Laughter and Lust, it's one of the first, you know, all digital soup to nuts Recordings, of course, now this is super commonplace, but anyway, I just thought it was a neat song and just such a, such a better rockin' version on the uh, Fleetwood Mac classic that uh, we've all heard so many times. Okay, so right, let me, let's try this. How's this going? All right. So, yet again, I'm. <laughs> my setup is not perfect. It used to be good, and now it's all messed up. And it's funny that way. Anyway, so um, I. Uh, you know. All right. We'll get to that later. Anyway, so um, my point is, is that um, I, of course, am the the absolute person that Facebook was made for. The attention whore. The 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 person who needs validation. God damn it, I wonder what happened to me that needed this validation. Like, I know that, like, part of my problem is that I really liked girls from, like, the age of five. I remember, I, rem- I yeah, I remember being in preschool and being like, I want to ask that girl out. Uh, oh, no, so that would have been four. Four for me. and um, And then being constantly rejected for, like, Twenty years yeah, 20, 20 18 years, yeah, you know and then, I don't know, maybe I'm just constantly needing that validation because I spent all those years without it and just getting shit on and then honestly, and my work validation has been pretty lame as well but yeah, that's a different story but look um, so what's crazy about this Pomplamoose show is that uh, you have the main window in which you're seeing the performers but then off to the right there is the col- the comments category and and the comments scroll by as fast as people type them and it's, it's crazy because no one thinks hey, maybe I shouldn't comment right now because they probably won't see it because everybody else is commenting and it's just you know it's distracting honestly you know cuz you're looking you're you're constantly seeing this thing go by in your periphery i mean the the main window's not very big and so you're seeing this thing go by and your brain is constantly looking up what's that what's that what's that and so it's um it, it, it's ridiculous because there's so many comments the performers will never see them right like i mean they're want they're trying to look at comments but they're just it's a blaze of text going by and you're like how is anybody seeing this and they're not that's the point of the story they're not and yet everybody is so fucking stupid that they don't understand that hey if i comment this is just going to be another thing that pushes the comments through i don't understand what these people think is going to happen do they think that the the uh, artist is going to go back and look at the comments and sift through them and oh well yeah, uh, John from Cincinnati thought, well the base was a tad high at this point. I wonder what point that was. No well moving on. Oh look, Julie from Topeka says Hello. I know that because there are 82 O's in her Hello. Oh, my goodness, perhaps she is speaking whale to us. Come here, Natalie, my dear. Perhaps you speak whale. I hate that. I hate that Finding Fucking Nemo movie so much. And yet I quoted it right there. Oh, everything but the girl. Holy cow. Gotta love that. Uh, Everything with the girl, that's what's playing on uh, right now. This this song uh, it, it was on the album Eden, and a lot of their stuff is electronica and whatnot, but uh, this is one of the, the uh, you know, more acoustic-y type of songs. And I remember um, we had a setup in college, and uh, my roommate really loved this album, and he... Put it on because he liked to clean the house while listening to this, and the other roommate came home who also liked Metallica, and the and the cleaning roommate just looked at him and said, "Dude, you cannot change this. I just need this so much right now." And that's what I think of every time I hear this album. But it's a fantastic album, and you should listen to everything but the girl. The album is called Eden. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if I've discussed this or not, um, but there are those people in life who you see them do a thing and you think, wow, how 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 is that possible? How can you be that cold? So for instance, um, uh, that wife of mine, And I were uh, at, oh gosh, I can't remember where we were. I I think we were actually, we weren't anywhere. We were waiting to get a table at some outdoor restaurant in Palo Alto, California. And there was a guy, a guy who had bongos, I'm sorry, congas, and a cello. So... Rather than And he had Like the cello No it wasn't a cello It was either a cello Or an upright bass I can't remember But it was in Like that giant Hard shell case And it was sitting Next to him And he had the Congas And And So Given the choice Of playing One of the other The loud Annoying Single toned Instrument Or the Beautiful Harmonic Rich one Of course He picks the the loud congas instead to beat on and and i don't even know if he had a hat out i don't know maybe he was just bored i don't who knows and these dirty hippies man they they do their own thing oh this song uh it's uh heavy into jeff uh and uh and the song is called sick Uh, They were a band that uh, when I was, uh, uh, I had an internship at Atlantic Records and I was uh, friends with their manager and this was the song that they had. I mean, the rest of the songs were okay, but this was the song and it was great. God, I mean, this song, this is one of those songs that takes me back. But anyway, so we're at this outdoor eatery in Palo Alto and the guy is playing the congas inexplicably, and this dude who's eating turns to this guy and says something like, hey man, could you, could you not, I mean, I'm trying to eat, you know, as if the congas were somehow interrupting his mastications, boom, dropping knowledge. And uh, and the guy was like and, the, and the, the conga player was like, oh yeah, 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 right, right. And on the one hand, the conga player is super annoying, right? Like nobody wants to hear from him, and it doesn't ever change, and it's just bang-da-da bang da bang and you're just like, There's no other instruments with him, there's no other people, it's just bang-in-bang-da-da- and you're just like, oh, good lord. But on the other hand, what How, I I don't know, what is it about your soul that's totally cool with looking at a stranger you've never met before and going, seriously, dude, really? Come on, I'm trying to eat, you know? I mean, it just seems like you've got to be just a world-class asshole to do that. Now, that was 15 years ago. Flash forward to about a month ago. Uh... Our friend uh, was uh, moving to Japan. Is moved, has moved to Japan, and he, um, we were having a a goodbye dinner for him. We got the whole gang together, which is very difficult. You know, everybody's very busy. I just dropped something. I what that was? Hmm. Anyway, so um, we like, you know, the gang had been dribbling in all night. And finally, uh, you know, we were having a good time. We were talking. We were laughing. We weren't being, uh, I mean, we were in a restaurant. We were just, I don't know, occasionally we'd burst out into a bolt of laughter. And this dude, who wasn't even in the table next to us, he was sort of like a table and a half over and then up a good, you know, Five feet in this like weird little sort of dining loft area we burst out in a big laugh and his hand comes down on the ta- on his table and just like yells hey and like looks at us I'm trying to enjoy a meal you know I'm tr- we're trying to have a nice day- night out or something like that and I was like Alright, I mean, it's not like you're having dinner in a library or, you know, or in a movie theater. I mean, this is a restaurant. But again, it's sort of that weird, like, wow, what a special kind of asshole you are. That it's like, oh, alright, I get that we're loud, but it's not, like, loud all the time. I mean, it comes and it goes, and I I don't know. I'm sure there were other people in the restaurant who were like, yeah, man, you, uh, you said the thing I didn't have the guts to say, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it just seems really odd. Jellyfish. Now, I realize, you know, this time around with the uh, music in the background, a lot of these songs are, you know, guys who were signed to major labels, but I I think that they were songs that uh, went largely unnoticed. Uh, Jellyfish, gosh, I can't even think of like all the times that I go to talk to somebody about jellyfish. I'm like, have you know, hey, you like the Beatles, did you ever hear jellyfish? And they're like, no, no. I'm like well, all right. So so anyway, the short story on jellyfish is um, they are uh, from the San Francisco Bay Area. They wish like hell they were from England. They are heavily, heavily Beatles inspired, and it's funny because you know the Beatles career lasted what like ten years or something like that, and or maybe less. Um, the you know, and as the Beatles. Career progressed. You know, it started out as like, you know, I uh, she loves you, yeah, 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 and then it wound up with like, you know, something or because, and uh, you know, got really weird. Uh, And and that's what was the amazing thing about Jellyfish is their career started out with like a song like this, uh, you know, straight ahead and pompy, and then their second album Mother's Milk was like much more like weird and out there, and then they broke up. So. they did in two albums what the beatles did in you know seven or eight you know whatever but you know not to say that they were as great but i do i do love that band uh, quite a bit i do like the album um belly button considerably more than uh, mother's milk so um, hey man go go out and and look at uh, jellyfish's belly button it's a great album So um, this isn't particularly funny. It's funny to me. So um, I, when I was thinking about uh, the uh, when I was talking about being the sommelier of farts, uh, I I guess I I don't know. Like I guess maybe the way I write sommelier or the way it autocorrects in my phone because that's how I remember what to talk about is I just put everything in my phone. Um, I. Um, I, put the Som- I, I put the Somalia of farts in there, and then I looked back, you know, when I was doing the podcast, and I was like, what's Somalia farts? Somalia of farts. It's that, like, a war-torn region of the world where they just fight a battle with farts? You know, it's like, uh, uh, yeah." That's my impression of uh, Schwarzenegger uh, uh, losing oxygen on on Mars on uh, Total Recall. By the way, I haven't seen the remake of Total Recall. Looks awesome. Uh, Somebody let me know how it is, because it looks great. Anyway. So, um, yeah, so Somalia of farts makes almost no sense. Somalia of farts only makes slightly more sense. Uh, jill Sobule, uh this is a great song um uh, she got labeled early on as the girl who did the i kissed a girl song and not the katy perry song but the you know the one who did it before that and uh it's sad because you know that song is one of the weaker on that album this is off of uh the second album called happy town and I just love this song. I, this is one of those songs where I would like, I could just see the music video in my head. Uh, and of course they never made a music video for it. And that, and, and it bugged me because I was at, you know, at that time really thinking that would be my foray into show business was being a music video director. And I just had this concept. Cause that was back in the day when they had music videos, the director was usually the guy who came up with the concept. And so I, know, I just love the hell out of this song. So anyway, so i'm trying to be recommitted to creativity and this podcast was not as funny as it should have been it should have been awesome um much funnier in my head uh but anyway um so i'm gonna so so this is it this is labor day weekend uh the wife is out of town i've got you know what three days to do whatever i want i'm hoping i can do this I can um, do another episode of my cooking show, uh, Chef and the Novice. Go to youtube.com slash chefnovice to see all the other stuff we've done before. Uh, Whereas Jenna Marbles is getting 14 million hits uh, or 14 million views a video, I am getting double digits. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I'm not sure what it's up to. Probably hasn't even passed 50 yet. But anyway, so I'm going to hope to do that because honestly... I had a super, super shitty day again with my job on Friday, and I have the option of going to a super shitty job that I don't care about or just grinding out something that's creative and maybe it will lead to something. Maybe it won't be show business, but maybe it will be you know, writing something or making instructional videos or something that is less shitty than this. Rub my face. This is my old. Uh, this is my old music partner. Uh, this is Lee Razzo. This is not uh, Richard March. This is another person I used to do music with, and uh, we broke up because he moved to Amsterdam. Am. amp 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 ampersand-a-stand, anyway. So after he left, he started really getting into um, sort of uh, sample-based techno music, and he found a couple of samples of some sort of weird rosacea video and some clips of Terry Gross talking and then made this song of it. And it's ridiculous. Rub my face, pat my face, rub my face, pat my face, rub my face, pat my face. Uh, you couldn't jump out in the audience and freak sex out, machine. And crazy, you know, like that's what it was going to, you know, and and that's what sex we wanted machine. to do, you know, we just wanted to have a lowdown low down, hold down sex and, machine. Uh, you know, drip until you wet type party, sex machine. started by being pink, and then it became bumpy. You know, little bumps I just wash all my over. Face, and then when I dry it, I don't rub my face with the towel. I just uh, sort of pat my face with the towel. Oh, so this is... uh. 29 Ways by Mark Cohen, and um, it, it, this, it, this is, you won't hear this version anywhere else. I think I probably played this last time, but uh, it, it it actually fits in very well with what I'm talking about today. Um, so one, the, one of the great pieces of advice that uh, my ex-bandmate Richard March gave me was, um, you know, you gotta, it, it, you know, when you're a... Unless you're playing all the time, you've gotta work on the music. And, you know, just sitting in your room playing scales is super boring. Believe me, I've done it. It's boring. Um, so one of the things he said is, hey, man, you play bass. Hey, man, uh, you play bass. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, so go ahead and uh, find some stuff that, you know, whether the bass is really low or you, you, uh, there's no bass on it at all. Just Go ahead and, and throw that on and then just, you know, sort of improv something and then work on it, work on it. And what I wound up doing was I put... Bass on this song this song doesn't have any bass at all it's just drumming and singing and it's fine uh but it really helped me out a lot and and honestly and, and quite I don't know I, 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 it's not ironic um isn't an ironic no it's not um But what's interesting about this whole thing and how this all ties together is that the only reason I have these recordings of Richard just playing by himself is that's what I was supposed to do. We were going to go out and play coffee shops because we were having a devil of a time trying to find uh, a band. You know, it's... Find, I think I've said this before, but finding a band is... I mean, they also always talk about how being on tour with a band is like being in a marriage. And as hard as it is to find someone to marry, it is as hard to find someone to be in a band. In fact, I would say it's even harder because, you know... I, Really to be have a good marriage, you just have to have stuff in common and not be crazy right and and be attracted to the other person okay great but you don't have to be good at anything right like you don't have to have such a crazy similar specific type of thing in order to be in a band but then again I don't have to be attracted to my bandmates either oh my God if I was that would be super creepy. Just, you know, playing in a band and then just staring across them. Uh Just getting a little, mm, getting a little groove on. Oh, I want to, I just want to. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. And uh, I'm not sure what band it is that I'm in. I guess I'm in the backing band of like James Brown's uh, funkadelic band, where we're just vamping before he comes out on stage. Mm-t, mm-t, mm. Oh, I want to bang the hell out of you, mm-t, mm-t, mm. ladies and gentlemen. The hardest working man in show business, the Godfather of Soul. Oh, I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you so bad. Mm-t, mm-t, mm. James Brown. Mm-t, mm-t, mm. I don't know what. I don't know what horrible James Brown song that is where there's like no horns, no guitar. It's just the lamest bass riff ever and a bass drum. I guess this is like maybe James Brown before he was James Brown when he was like, he still had all the production value, but none of the band. Oh gosh, that sounds like the way we, me and Richard were. We were just two dudes and we wanted to do such great things and yet you know, no band. And we did not want to have sex with each other. Oh God, that, I tell you man, A, he might not have fired me, but B, it would have made it totally way more awkward. Uh, gotta love you some Zerkus, right? Uh, anyway, so, um, oh, so anyway, so right, so that's how those tapes came into being, was that we were going to do coffee shops and then, but I was supposed to sit at home with, you know, and and really just sort of think about what I should be playing in these parts and he didn't have anything for me I mean obviously he had you know the chords and and in order to play along I had to know what the chords were so I wasn't you know horribly out of tune and and out of out of key but um really uh that was it and and yet this is such a simple simple idea that almost no one does right like everybody sort of treats band practice like oh okay i guess i'm gonna figure it out in the room oh guess what you're wasting everyone's time because you don't know what the fuck you're doing you're guessing you're noodling around it's it's wildly different than what you did last time you know and it just sucks because it's like you know i the only person I know who does this is Steve Smith, the former drummer of Journey who now has his own very successful uh, jazz music career. That this is his whole MO. He brings a recorder, he brings it to rehearsal and the drummer is the most simple thing in a rock and roll band. Like he didn't have to do anything clever or interesting. And and that is clearly evidenced by the guy they picked to replace him after they fired him, even though he was the one responsible person of Journey. You gotta watch. If you haven't seen uh, most behind the musics, I wouldn't recommend. Um, I would say the no doubt behind the music is fantastic. Um, the, the journey behind the music is great just because it's so easy to see through all their bullshit about how Steve's like, uh, I just I needed an operation, but I was totally gonna go out on the road with those guys. No, you weren't. <laughs> uh, no, you weren't. And you can tell how much they hate each other. Oh, it's so great. You can totally tell how much they hate each other when any of them talk. Oh, this is fun. This is a, a little uh, Karen Kilgariff. Uh Karen is a stand-up comedian who is friends with uh, Greg Barrett and Dave Anthony. They do the very popular Walking the Room podcast. And uh, it, this is uh, her song, Look at Your Phone. I love this song uh, because it's just exactly what we all do now, right? Like whenever there's anything... That you want to escape from, whether it's waiting for a train or somebody says something awkward in a room, or you you don't, you want to pretend like you don't want to talk to somebody. Just look at your phone. That's boom. There you go. This is my instant. Oh, I can't. I can't uh, talk to you. I got a phone. You know. And then, uh, and so the whole song is about how you're supposed to look at your phone. So um I am about 2 months behind on my podcast listening. And so I am just listening to um this uh with the this Comic-Con, all the, you know, nerd podcasts that do stuff from Comic-Con. And um I oh god, it was a stab in the heart because it's like they, you know, at the end they always do a Q&A and so they would get people who come up and Say you know, ask a question. They think they're hilarious. They're not. They they are. Jesus, you know, if they had been put in a movie about Comic Con, I would have said no. That's that's totally unrealistic. That's not the way it is because they're so over the top nerdy. They've got the nerdy affect and the lisp and the and the awkward. Oh, just oh, It just oozes awkwardness. And I just I want. I mean, it's like you know, like. All of those minorities out there, um, every time someone gets arrested or accused of a crime, you just look at the TV and go, please don't be whatever ethnicity I am. Please don't don't be me. And and then, you know, when I listen to this, I'm just like, people are going to get the wrong idea about us. We're not all like that. Stop it. I'm running in place right now because I'm so I'm so frustrated by the whole thing. Oh, anyway, so if you want to hear what I'm talking about, uh, these are samples I took from uh, the Nerdist podcast in uh, Comic-Con and uh, Kevin Smith's, uh, oh, God, whatever, which uh, I guess it's Modcast, uh from Comic-Con. Take a listen. Uh, I want to say f-, <laughs> f you and thank you at the same time for giving me Dr. Who. I've been a big fan of yours since a long time. This question is regarding the chapter about Bruce Willis. Okay. Did he respond to it? What would happen if you saw each other again and at a party? People, people believe that 2012 is gonna be the end of the world, and I was wondering, do you think that? And if so, what superpower would you choose to save all of us at Comic Con? Ooh, 29 Roses by uh, Bronx Mariachi. is a great song. Go check out the video for this. Oh, and go get that Karen Kilgariff song. Buy that on uh, Bandcamp. Uh, yeah. Um, or just you know type her name into Google, and you can buy it there. It's a really great. Like, the, all four songs are really good. Anyway, uh, Bronx Mariachi, the, check out the video on YouTube. Very good, very funny. And I love the hell out of this song. Anyway, um, so uh, just a quick note about iPhone predictive typing. Fix it, guys. Fix it, please. Because it's not predictive typing. Like, it's supposed to suggest... I mean, the whole thing about typing on an iPhone is it sucks. And so you want to guess what i'm trying to type so i don't have to type the whole goddamn thing i can just type you know 25 percent of it and then you figured out i'm trying when i get by the time i get to som you realize i'm trying to say something and then i hit the space bar and then we move on and then i can say uh something smells like ass in here what the fuck did you leave to die in the refrigerator you dumb cunt and then now i now i am just swearing for a fact i know it's a crutch I love it, and my mom doesn't listen to this. That dumb cunt doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, it's so liberating when you know your mother doesn't listen to your podcast. Um, but yeah, come on, Apple people, just you know, you go on the Android and you do the typing. As soon as you sit, you hit a, a any letter. I shouldn't say a letter because the letter a the letter a is a letter. Anyway, you, you hit any letter on your keyboard and. It gives you four choices, and then the more you type, those cho- those choices change. Genius, right? And then you just pick the one that you want. Wow, what a time saver. Good good idea, uh, Aunt Googly. Googoo, goo goony goo Alright, so enough about that. Um, oh my gosh, okay, so finally, I guess this is finally, uh-uh. Huh. uh I've got, okay, Uh, I I would like to say that a person will care about this, but I really seriously doubt it. This is the thing I love about people who get mad about shit, and then they yell as if everyone is supposed to know and or care about what they're saying, and it's like, no, dude. Uh, So, yeah, so I have been playing an unnatural amount of Skyrim lately. Um, I bought it, it was on Steam sale, and uh, bad, oh my god, oh my god, alright, I'm trying to condense this down to so not everybody falls asleep at once, Uh, so, um, yeah, um, not only have I been playing too much Skyrim, I mean, um, you know, like I said, the wife is out of town, and I have just been going batshit crazy on the Skyrim, and my forearms hurt, my hands hurt, everything hurts. I realize I'm going to have to go to work. I've got a whole nother day. This is, I'm recording this on Sunday of Labor Day, Memorial Day. Pretty sure it's Labor Day. Anyway, um, and so um, I'm I'm just in pain and I can barely move the mouse and and the keyboard. and, And I've been trying to distract myself with, ironically enough, Jenna Marbles videos. And Nerdist videos and everything, and, and it's so, it's so, such a bad idea. Anyway, um, so Skyrim, those, okay, all right, now here we're gonna, here we're gonna, this is what, this is what nerding out is all about, right? Like, so here's the thing, so I find out that I have been infected with vampirism, I think. Actually, I don't even know if I've, I've been infected with vampirism. And then I heard on the Giant Bomb uh, podcast, "Oh, if you become a vampire, no big deal. You just, you know, um, it, it, you, your health regenerates less in the sunlight." Nope. No. 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 If you if you get to stage four vampirism there's nothing you can do to cure it right like you're supposed to go around and suck somebody's blood and then that brings you back to stage one vampirism no because they attack you on sight even if you're invisible come on bethesda seriously you've made it impossible for me to cure my vampirism so then, what, so, so what now? I gotta lose, I gotta what, lose like two, three, five hours of gameplay and revert back to before I became a full fledged vampire so then I can go through this extra quest in order to cure it, which I didn't even know I had vampirism because you didn't tell me like you did in the previous game, Oblivion, when it was pretty clearly obvious I had been bitten by a vampire. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you for um, letting me get that out. Uh, I'm sure by this point you've stopped listening. Maybe I'll sneak this in in the middle somewhere so you won't tune out, you know, immediately. Thanks. All right. Uh, from me Uh, that's right, you just gotta keep doing it you know, you don't get anything out of not doing it right, right, you don't get anything out of not doing it and it doesn't always have to be a home run you just gotta have to keep trying so, think about that from me, from the music of Bright Brown from shaking it up and doing something different let's do this one more time till then